In this Talking Heads, Evan and I will be talking to Profil Shai of Ring Central. Evan, I have a question for you. Ask away, Dave. Uh, do you think that the company we know today as Boeing will still be around in a couple of years? Yes. I'm not so sure. I think this uh, 737 MAX thing has the potential to bring down a great company. People are going to go to jail. Some people are going to be indicted, investigated, and probably you're going to see an executive team uh, transition out. But it does open up the interesting conversation that we have in cloud where we get uh, one of the benefits of cloud is evergreen software where the updates just kind of happen all the time and, and software just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, Boeing made an update to their software, which caused this. And then, you know, the old rule of thumb in enterprise was that IT would evaluate carefully in a test environment before they implemented an upgrade. Dave, now I, I, just... I don't think cloud computing killed 400 people. Uh, so I think your analogy falls down. No, no, the cloud, it's not cloud computing. It's the fact that we get these upgrades and we don't get, we don't properly vet them. And there's no proper, there's no way to properly vet. I mean, and, and it's an interesting question because it's not the way it used to be in software. Well, there were some very, very specific design choices made at Boeing that were unique and particular to the 737 program and its long history and trade-offs. And it wasn't just a software issue. It was more of an architecture issue, you know, with the legacy Boeing 737. So I, I think it's it's uh, there. There are some lessons, perhaps, but what we're seeing now is is really a, a failure of Boeing uh, testing and engineering and development, and of course leadership and management more than anything else. Well, your your opinions are always interesting, and uh, we'll just have to see a couple of years if Boeing is still the same Boeing. All right, fly well, Airbus. Like that's that's my uh, answer. I used to avoid Airbus, but uh, maybe you're right. Uh, I, I think the Boeing, or buses, buses. Or the Boeing brand has certainly been been compromised. It has. Very sad. Speaking of cloud companies, though, like we got a, We got a guest on a cloud company today, so let's get to our interview. Evan, today we have with us the chief strategy officer at Ring Central. You know what he did before he was a chief strategy officer at Ring Central. I believe it was a uh, small startup called Cisco. No, you're completely wrong. It was a, it was a, it was a startup called Ring Central. He's actually been he had a different job. He was an SVP for ten years at at uh, at Ring Central, and then he became the chief strategy officer. So my first question, well, first welcome, Praffles. Great to have you on. Oh, thank you. So my first question for you is, what is the difference between a chief strategy officer and an SVP for 10 years? Were you promoted or demoted? <laughs> it, I, I think it's, uh, uh, it's not a significant change, the title change, and uh, there were some other things, but uh, overall, and it's the, not a significant change. Okay, in the so what does a chief strategy officer do? Well, uh, I've been here for 12 years, and uh, it depends on the time of frame of the, what the company, where the company is in the early days, uh, where it is every two, every year and is a different year. And as you grow a company from a couple of million dollars of revenue to seven, eight hundred million dollars of run rate revenue, I mean, every year is a different job and every time your focus is different. 
I think that's kind of where Evan was going because because uh, if we look at your if we look at your work history, Evan mentioned Cisco. So so if I if I got it right, you started off at Oracle as a as a fresh graduate out of college, um, and then you, you worked at Oracle for a while and said this is too big of a boring company. I want to go to a startup. So you went to Webex. You worked at Webex for a few years, and then that got acquired by Cisco. And then, and then you decided this is too big of a company. I'm just guessing here. I'm putting words in your mouth. It was too big of a company, so you wanted to go to a startup. So you went to Ring Central. So if if I if I'm reading the tea leaves right, you're you're ready for another job change. <laughs> I no, I so almost accurate. But let me just a little clarification. So yes, I've been 12 years at uh, Ring Central, but before that, I was 10 years at uh, Webex, and 10 years at Webex. From the very early days, we are about five, seven people, and I stayed there until the acquisition by Cisco of WebEx, and I left after the acquisition. And uh, you're right that before that I was at Oracle, but I didn't start there out of school. Uh, I was at Oracle for a couple of years, and before that, I spent actually 10 years at Tandem Computers, the fault-tolerant computers. So a long way in the valley, but uh, that's... Uh, that's how uh, long I've been around in the valley. Did you uh, did you hear of a guy called uh, Eric named Eric at uh, Webex? Little, <laughs> yes. little known engineer. Little known Eric Wan. Absolutely. He and I were uh, joined about uh, within a couple of few months uh, of each other at Webex in the very early days. I think that guy's going to do big things one day. I, I think one day maybe he'll um, he has a hit on his hands. What do you think? Yeah, I thought uh, someday definitely it'll be something. My God, has he hidden it off the park, you know? You guys are crazy. The freemium video will never, ever take off. That's just, uh, you guys are crazy. Crazy, but uh, what he, what, what uh, Eric has been able to do with Zoom is just marvelous. It's the, what, what happens is when you build the product right, when you make it way more usable, uh, way more, uh, 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 way more usable, and uh, something that can be applied to many of the things that was not possible. And you change it, and that is what the use of that capability is very different than it was in the early days of WebEx. It's an interesting point because WebEx didn't used to really be about video. WebEx was just about content sharing. I don't, when did when did video become part of that uh, uh, web conferencing story? In uh, within WebEx, that was. Uh, it was there from the reasonably early days. I don't, I can't tell you whether it was the first couple of years or so, but some, some in the very early days. But the understand the technologies were different in those days. You have to now you are talking about late '90s, okay? So you are talking about pretty close to 20 years back. Your bandwidths were not that great. Your video cameras were not that great. Your computing power for compression and other things in your end devices were not that great. Mobility, smartphones were not there. So it was a very different world. While video was supported, the use of that was very limited and the ease of using it was very limited. So a combination of that, the, the, you're right, the screen sharing was way more important in those days than the video itself. So, so, so what was Ring Central's secret sauce given all those limitations and challenges when I mean, you guys have have clearly built an empire on the basis of uh, voice and voip technology how did you guys um differentiate yourself from the pack of voip uh, providers from the early days on 
Well, I mean, I want to be careful between VoIP and unified communications. VoIP is just another form of transport. And uh, what the focus of Ring Central was very different. The focus of Ring Central was essentially we started designing what is now called the Ring Central Office, our core unified communication product. The whole architecture and design of that product really came together just after we start. Uh, we basically the 1997 was uh, a two. Uh, was it 1997 to, no, 2007. 2007, when the iPhones came out, we basically decided that the whole world is going to become mobility-centric, smartphone-centric. People will use the devices to communicate in very different ways and communicate from anywhere. So the whole mobile-centric cloud PBX was the focus of that. So this is kind of a pivot because RingCentral started way before that. Yeah. And in fact, I'm, I could, I'm happy, you know, I don't normally make endorsements, but I could say that you guys had one of the best online uh, fax solutions back in the early days. I mean, I, was, uh, I, became a, I became a satisfied Ring Central customer when I tried to replace my fax machine and, and found an IP service. So Ring Central has gone through a few different lives. And so you're talking about the, the pivot to mobile with the, with the introduction of the iPhone. But before that, it was just, it was, I mean, you guys did fax. You're right. So the early, early part of the thing, uh, until uh, the Series A funding with Sequoia and Kosla happened, it was very basic, uh, you're, you're right, it was like eFax and uh, very basic uh, web service. Do, do you still have a fax business? It's, it's there. I mean, the thing is it's available, but really not marketed a lot. We have got some existing customers and uh, people... Believe it or not, there's a lot of use in certain industries of effects, but is it an, because that capability has been immersed and, and, and mixed as available as unified communication as part of Sering Central Office, and the thing is there's very little of separate part of it. In, if you buy a Ring Central Office, you get electronic fax capability along with voice and video and messaging and everything all together. You know, you talked about these transformations. Let's talk about some of these acquisitions. And I, and I assume chief strategy or SVP, whatever your role was, uh, is involved in the, in the acquisition. So you've made three acquisitions, I don't know, in the past, I don't know, that I can recall in the near-term few years. Uh, it was Glip in 2015. You had DeMillo in 2018, and most recently, Connect First in 2019. So, so first question on those acquisitions is, which one of those were you most heavily involved in? Uh, enrolled in uh, all of them, but uh, let me start in the sequential order. We looked at the team messaging part of it, which is the clip acquisition that we made. It was very, very important at that time. Why? Because we were betting on the fact that team-based team communication capability, messaging, team messaging capabilities will become very core and important in the future of unified communication. That was before there was a lot of people discussing of Slack or any other, and many of the other communication. It was, it was before Microsoft Teams existed. Uh, absolutely, before Microsoft Teams even, talk, uh, Microsoft talked about even building Teams. So you have to make sure, I mean, the thing is to make that bet that early and uh, also have a product then gets completely unified 
with all the other forms of communication was a big bat and uh, we are very happy with it. We are very lucky that we did it in the right time. That put us in a driver's seat. By the time it became an important piece, we already had the product well um, integrated and, uh, and uh, well used by the time it became uh, something that became important and critical in the market. Now, now then, then, uh, then there was a big gap, about three years or so, until you acquired DeMillo. So tell us about the DeMillo acquisition. What, what was the uh, motivation behind that? Very interesting. DeMillo is an, another very groundbreaking thing. So let me tell you what is happening out in the millennials of the younger generation communicating for their services with the brands and companies. They don't, they don't like to make a phone call and sit on the thing for, on the telephone. They prefer to communicate whether it is Facebook Messenger with the brand on the, on the company's uh, uh, Facebook page, or they can do Twitter, or they would do email, or uh, they would use the Apple Business Messenger, whatever forms of written communication, which are digital channels that they would prefer to they use rather than uh, sitting on the phone and calling. And that's fine. That is the use of those digital channels all over the place is dramatically increasing, you know? Uh, now, I'm, I'm not sure you're a millennial. Uh, in fact, I don't, you're not, because I, I got proof right here. Uh, our last conversation on Glip, actually, I sent you a question, and then you replied, on a flight now, we'll get back to you soon. And that was weeks ago, I mean, multiple weeks ago. So you are, you, you are not the most uh, uh, millennial. <laughs> Next time, uh, next time you have to try Snapchat, Dave. He, he... I mean, uh, yeah, you have, to, you have to be cool with it. Uh, it's, it's uh, look, the forms of communication, the, the, the important thing is we've got way many, too many uh, forms of communications going on in too many fronts, correct? And it's important to, as from a business point of view, they have fewer channels, correct? And uh, that's why the unified communication services are going to become critical as the in the personal life, people have lots of communication channels, and hopefully in business life, it's all integrated so that it comes together, you know. And hopefully that is all happening, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to the last uh, uh, acquisition, and and uh, that was Connect First in 2019. So uh, that one really surprised people. I, I don't think anyone was expecting you to do Connect First. It confused people because uh, you were so you have a solution already within contact, and so people were surprised that you added another contact. What what we were looking for, what we are looking or looking for, and it happened. You know, we're looking for a strong team and uh, a a product in a very strong from a ground up that was firmly uh, built around uh, outbound outbound uh, communication, and. It, uh, where it would, it would stand on its own very strongly, you know, in that space. And uh, we, we found this to be a very well architecture. It's a built on, on uh, microservices. It's built on the latest architecture. It is very strong in outbound. It has already got use in number of uh, larger companies. So you hear that, Evan? What he's basically saying is I wanted a strong team and the most intelligent people are in Boulder is what he's basically saying. Ah. <laughs> you, you mean, did, did you say Boston or did you say Boulder? I, I, I Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> but, uh, but, but yeah, connect first. Great calling product and the thing is a great team in the right location, as you said, Boulder, you know. You've had one acquisition this year, which was uh, uh, connect first at the beginning of the year. 
Uh, we're about halfway through 2019. Will we see another one this year? <laughs> we continuously are always thinking about the future. Evan and I are always thinking about the future too, mostly about. Well, D Dave, you know that was a loaded question. You know, your trick question. Here's a proper question: Ring Central stock, buy, sell, or hold? What What is uh, What is your suggestion here when it comes to my investment portfolio? Yeah, Dave, he's asking you, not me. He knows I can't. Do <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll talk to Dave after the call. I, I did, however, notice that Ring Central bought the Oakland Coliseum naming rights. Was that a strategy decision by any chance? Was that in your wheelhouse? Because uh, uh, yeah, I used to be a bit of a Raiders fan back in the uh, 70s. It's a, it's a branding opportunity. Uh, you know that we have, uh, have a strong uh, relationship uh, and uh, sponsorship and uh, other things with uh, uh, Warriors. Uh, and the Warriors are going to become from Oakland Warriors. They're going to become San Francisco Warriors, correct soon? And uh, so the thing is, yeah, it's a look, sporting events, uh, sporting teams, and sporting is an interesting and very good uh, branding opportunities to work closely with uh, some of these areas. And uh, we are in the Bay Area, and so it makes sense to be part of the Bay Area teams, you know. Wow, good for you. Well, congratulations, and uh, look forward to seeing games at the Ring Central Stadium. <laughs> yes, the Oakland A's, Oakland Coliseum. Ah, it will be Ring Central Coliseum. Fabulous. So, Profil, you're, you're still using uh, the term unified communications. And when, when I listen to fancy analysts like Dave Michaels, he talks about, you know, the world has moved beyond unified communications into collaboration and messaging. You know, are we beyond that term or is it still relevant today? Or is it uh, re really just semantics as far as? I think it's semantics. Uh, look, you, look, you do. It's essentially collaboration one would argue that uh, screen sharing was collaboration, correct? I mean, in, in some sense. So collaboration has been an overused and confusing word for a lot of, in my mind, at least for many, many years, you know? Um, I, I remember in the IBM days, same time was called collaboration. Remember Dave? Oh yeah. Okay, so we, you can go back 30 years and the word collaboration has been used in many, many ways. So the reality is, look, it's, it's all about whatever you want to call it. I mean, the smartphone was not called a unified product. It was called a smartphone. Nobody defined it as it can do audio and voice and video and messaging and everything, correct? A smartphone. Yeah, Dave, 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 still, calls, Dave uh, still calls it a cell phone. Can you believe that? I mean, it's really <laughs> out of the 80s. The guy is stuck in the 80s. It's unbelievable. Yeah, cell, only in the US, man. In, in the rest of the world, on the rest of the world, they call it mobile phones. <laughs> Well, it's just it's just a it's just a wave. It's not going to last very long. Cell phones will go out. Um, mobile phones will go. Smartphones will go out. I noticed you're I noticed you're dabbling in the API space with developers. Is this uh you know sort of getting traction with Ring Central, or is this sort of keeping up with the CPaaS uh, crowd? But what what's the push behind the developer uh, community? Oh, great! Oh, great question. So as to not, I mean, to be very clear, the, develop, uh, the developer platform, our focus on the developer platform is slightly different than the CPaaS vendors. I would think of it as a little bit like the um, a strategy is something like what the Salesforce with force.com was. We, our, when our product is, is used in enterprises, it is used alongside 
lots of other enterprise applications. Now, like in, just in the CRM space, let's take it. There are so many vertical industry CRMs, CRM applications, a few hundreds. We cannot sit there and basically say, we can do a few, you know, Salesforce, ServiceNow, whatever integrations. But there are so many sp specific integrations that only the ISV vendor or the customer who has bought those solutions should be able to easily integrate into integrate with Ring Central. Customized workflows are very, very critical in this environment. And uh, any developer with limited uh, um, amount of work should be able to integrate any of the other software solutions, enterprise solutions with Ring Central. That is the critical piece of it. And what we are doing is basically building that ecosystem of partners around it so that when our customers buy Ring Central, they could be using one of the few hundreds of integrations already available, and they should be able to quickly switch on and not have to do any work for that. And that is the mo most important piece of it. Now, that is out of the box integrations done by either us or ISV partners. The second piece is there are many custom built apps that many enterprises have, and they want to integrate and customize the workflows using Ring Central and their, those products. They should be able to do that that easily. And the last piece is customizing the application itself. Like we had a pharmaceutical company, I'm sorry, a drugstore, a chain. What they did was they basically, as the, as the patients, uh, what do you call uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the medication was coming up for renewal and prescription, they would be automatically wanted to send an SMS to the patient and say, hey, your, your uh, prescription refill renewal, refill is coming up in a week. Would you like us to refill and keep it ready for you? Just an SMS or, or messaging to, or if it was not, uh, call them or whatever. Automatically. So you're, you're offering these type of, of integrations uh, to your RingCentral customers, whereas CPAS providers just offer them, you know, independently. And so you're, you're building out a more complete portfolio when you look at APIs. Yeah, it's, it's essentially when a true a platform, you're exactly right. What you, we are doing is to make the lives of our enterprise customers very easy to adopt their platform and customize their workflows and connect and integrate with other applications. That is the focus, you know, and that is, that's why, we are uniquely different in them opening up the platform in a way that we have done in, the, in this space that we are in. We are the only vendor, vendor who has provided that kind of a platform, correct? And it is a lot of hard work. It put in years and years of hard work uh, or five years of lots of resources to open that platform, make it easily usable, providing a secure environment and providing that to the developers is not an easy task. I, I uh, before we had this uh, this conversation, I googled you to see if there was anything I should know about, and apparently uh, you are a very successful pediatrician in California. And so, uh, let me just ask you: uh, Is Prafel Shaw a common name? <laughs> Shy is a common name. Okay. Shy is a very common name. Shy is a very very common name in India. So it's Praful Shai. I've been calling you Shah, but it's, pra it's Praful Shai. Yeah, S-H-A-H Shai, yeah. But okay. that's a, it's a, it's a, the last name is common. First name is not that common. Okay, well, there's at least one other guy masquerading as you as a pediatrician. Um, and, and so, but that brings me to another question about people from India. Um, 
there's a lot of senior executives in the high-tech industry that are from India. Uh, what, what is it in your water over there that, because you were born in India, is that correct? No, I will, actually, that's interesting. I'm of Indian origin, but I was, I was born and brought up in Kenya, and I did up to my high school in Kenya. Okay, well, then you won't know how to answer this question. <laughs> Do you have a theory? Do you have a theory on why there are so many uh, successful people in tech from India? Yes. There is, I mean, look, the, the, the India has a very interesting uh, environment, correct? I mean, the thing is, it was, it was a British kind of educational system there. So English was essentially, because there's so many different languages in the, each state, the common unifying language all across India essentially has become English, you know? So English is a very strong common unifying. Another thing is it was always, the culture was very, I would say, there's a lot of uh, math and sciences was heavily uh, promoted in the, uh, amongst, in the schools for children. And uh, the combination of language, math and sciences, you combine that and that provides a little bit ground a good foundation for that to basically apply to the high-tech world, you know? Excellent. Okay, Prof, well, we have to ask you our wrap-up question uh, before we let you go, which is, which is what's on your mind? Uh, what, is going, what is your next big spend going to be? This is personal, not Ring Central. What is your next big spend going to be that you're looking forward to? Big, big, next big spend? Yep, what, do you, what, do you, what are you saving up for? Oh, <laughs> uh, Personally, retirement. It's about. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, there there might be a job for a chief strategy officer in a few years. You know. You you know Evan, I told right. you I'm only interested in an SVP. I don't want the chief strategy. Ah, okay. See, you never know what can open up. <laughs> but but he's remember he's in Boulder, Colorado already, so he's ninety percent there. So, ah. so, so no, come on, Prof. Well, you got to give us an answer. Even if you retire, you're going to do something. Is it travel? Are you going to? What do you? What, what's the next big thing that you're going to be opening your wallet for? Hey, I'm the thing is uh, acquis acquisitions is uh, not the uh, acquisition has a lot of uh, what do you call work comes along with it. So travel, entertainment, travel definitely. I love travel. I've been traveling all my life and I've, I've been I've stayed in multiple countries in, uh, in my life and uh, I think the best part of that is that you are so used to going around the world and uh, different cultures different environments and uh, just love it and so that's going to be the big type a big part of my life and always well very good well I'd, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this talking heads podcast it's uh, it was great talking to you and good luck with your future endeavors Hey, fantastic. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. And uh, always a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. You want some information, some kind of conversation. Bye.